maybe you have that one viral moment and then you get it. Then it kind of clicks to you as the creator, like, oh, this is what people want to see from me. And so that's what you continue to do and keep kind of playing around with. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, business mentor, social media and sales expert, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to build the lives and businesses of their dreams. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life you love right now. We are also talking all things entrepreneurship and personal development, including wellness, social media, confidence, sales, business strategy, mindset, wealth building, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Before we continue, I have to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Online Coach Empire Mastermind, which is my six-month transformative high-touch group program for established online coaches who are craving new levels of impact, income, and ease in their businesses. So if you have an established online coaching business and you are ready to scale it into a six-figure empire, this is for you. I will put the link to the application in the episode description, but just know that I created this program because it's exactly what I wish would have existed a few years ago. Once upon a time, I was feeling very overwhelmed and burned out from doing all the things in my business, yet I still desired more. I wanted more impact, more income, more freedom. I knew what I wanted, but I honestly had no idea how to make it happen without just working 24-7 because honestly, I felt like I was already putting in work just maintain and I had no idea how I could keep growing my business without cloning myself. So I faced my fears. I invested in my very first mastermind and the game was changed. I discovered the power of combining community and mentorship and never looked back. At this point, I've invested over $125,000 into masterminds alone and they have been the leverage point that has allowed me to double my business year over year for several years running. And now I've taken the very best aspects of each mastermind I've experienced and created the ultimate group coaching container for ambitious online coaches who are craving the next level. We have the high level strategy. We have the close knit community. We have the industry leading guest experts. We have plenty of coaching access. We have everything you need to scale. It is all here for the taking. So click the link in the episode description to apply or go to bit.ly slash online coach empire to see what this program is all about. I would love to see you inside if you're an established online coach. This is going to be the perfect next step if you are an established online coach who is ready to scale your business into that six-figure empire, and I cannot wait to see who fills our remaining spots. Now, let's get back to the episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I am so stoked for this episode because I have my friend Natalie back on the show. And this time we are totally changing all of our topics, all of our discussions, because so much is happening in Natalie's world. Natalie is the founder and CEO of Classy Network, which is a fashion and lifestyle e-commerce business for ambitious women. And she is a badass entrepreneur 
entrepreneur all around. She sold her first six-figure business at 24. She has a seven, soon to be multiple seven-figure e-commerce business. She is such a visionary and she is so amazing at creating viral content. Her business and community has absolutely blown up this year through TikTok and Reels especially. So today we're going to really focus on e-commerce. We're going to focus on using TikTok and Reels for your business and creating viral content in general. So Natalie, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and update everyone on all of these changes. It's been crazy. I know. I feel like this is a whole different like ball game we're talking about this time you're on the show. Last time we talked a lot about like blue light glasses and just entrepreneurship in general, but there's so much new stuff happening. So I know how much of a badass you are, but our listeners, if they didn't listen to our last episode, they might be meeting you for the first time. So can you just give us a quick recap of where you started as an entrepreneur and then how you got here as the CEO of Classy Network and then also like why you chose the e-commerce route when you started your second business? I started my first business when I was 18 years old, little senior in high school, and it was teaching kids how to play soccer because that was my number one passion. It was really just like an opportunity that fell into my lap. I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship, but from there, we actually ended up taking that company and turning it into a six-figure business throughout high school, throughout college, and it was something I honestly loved. It gave me a lot of personal development where I learned a lot about myself. I pushed myself to new limits, and I fell in love with entrepreneurship and really was just grateful for that opportunity where it did fall in my lap and then I ended up running with it. And after I graduated college, I didn't have to go get a corporate job or anything. And we were running this six-figure service-based company, sports company here in Orlando. And about when I was 23, 22, 23 years old is when I was like hitting a place where I was feeling like something was missing in my life. I felt like I wanted to do something more. I didn't want to just own a sports company for the rest of my life. I really wanted to empower women, especially young women who didn't even know that entrepreneurship was a thing, that they could really go after their dreams, really just take my story and inspire them. That was something that I knew I always wanted to do. So I just took to social media and I started sharing with my you know, high school friends, people that I grew up with about my story. And a lot of people really encouraged me with that. And I got very excited. And I knew that if I were to start another company, it would be to serve women just like me. And so that was something that was definitely on my heart. And at the time, my I think Jacob was my fiance then now we're married. But back then, he really wanted to start an online business because we had a service based company. And so he was really just talking to me about doing that. And then I knew exactly who I wanted to serve. And we came across a great product idea, which really just made everything click. And for me, that was blue light glasses. At the time, I was staring at my computer screen so many hours in the day. One night, I couldn't fall asleep because I was staring at the screen all day. And I could tell that was why I couldn't sleep. And so I looked up why I can't sleep because of my computer. I saw that blue light was a thing. And they did have blue light glasses at the time, but they were so ugly. And the fashion lover inside of me just really wanted to make a stylish form of blue light glasses make them better you were at like the very front of cute blue light glasses like very very yes you remember like you know before there was not other companies like no other companies were really doing it at the time so that was 
really to my advantage because that I think also is what lifted our brand so quickly was the trending product at the right time. And I felt that intuition. And so I just went with it. And then that's when we started Classy Network. It was a little side hustle for us. We were doing blue light glasses and I was just so passionate about making them cute and more fashionable. And so that is really how the company started. But then within six months, honestly, without us trying too hard, we hit six figures in the company. And we were like, holy crap, this is crazy. This is exciting. What are we going to do with it? And so that's when we decided to go all in on Classy Network. And I ended up selling my other company, that sports company, when I was 24, I think 24 years old. So then we went all in on Classy Network. And now we're at seven figures. So it really does matter. Like what you focus on grows. And once we focused on Classy Network and I poured more of my passion for fashion into it, we just saw the company grow more and more and more. Yeah. And you and Jacob are such a good team as well. Like you guys complement each other. So you are just unstoppable. And I want to like, before we get into the nitty gritty, I think everyone would just love a little case study moment. So can you give us some specifics on how TikTok and Reels specifically have like really changed the trajectory of the company? Because I've seen it like with my own eyes as your friend and as also like someone in your audience. And it's been so cool to watch. Yeah, thank you. It's been crazy. So I guess I should probably explain kind of how TikTok really became a thing for me. But I will say with Classy Network, before I started doing my own content full time, we were really relying on affiliates and other influencers. So I used to spend most of my time looking for different content creators to kind of partner with to send free product to and hopes that they would make content for us. And that is what lifted the brand to six figures. And it, it worked amazing. But we, I got to a point where I was feeling really burnt out by just constantly finding the right people and not feeling in control of the, my own company. And I expressed that to Jacob and he knows that I love to create content and all of that is fun. But honestly, I had not that many followers. So for me, I was like, what am I doing this for? I had all the self-doubt. I'm like, nobody cares what I'm posting about. Like, I need to find the influencers and the other people who have bigger followings. And he really just told me, he was like, babe, I will take on all of your job duties for the next two weeks. And I just want you to focus on making two TikTok videos a day because we saw the virality of TikTok, like and how it is possible for people who are no one to really blow up. And so we we're like, if you do a good job at making content, then the potential for you to blow up is there. So let's dedicate to it. And so that really, I have to thank Jacob for that so much because he really did push me because I was full of all the self-doubt. And because he did that, we were able to focus on the TikTok and the Instagram content. And I can't believe that the first video that I ended up making actually hit like 1.5 million views. The first video? The very first one? The very first one after that conversation. Because I was doing them, but it was kind of like here and there, you know, not all in, like not dedicated. But after me and Jacob had that conversation, that first video I made hit that 1.5 million views. And I was like that's confirmation. Like I need to keep doing this. Yeah. Like this might be a little woo woo, but like, I think that's such a good example of like when you are fully committed to something like the universe or higher power or whatever, like recognizes that. No, for sure. It was like the biggest sign for me. And like, it didn't blow up right away. I think like right away it had like 500 views. And then I checked it the next day and it had over a hundred thousand. I actually remember this. I remember being like, Nat, you have 10,000 views. You have 30,000 views. And like, I just kept looking at it go up and up and up. It was crazy. And then that's when really all of it changed. I was like, what? This is like the best thing. Imagine what could happen. And so 
I just went doubled down and I'm still in that process where I've like doubled down and I'm making content every single day. And it's been a dream come true for me because I love making the content. It's so fun. And to see the response that I'm getting now, it's just like, I couldn't be happier. And I feel like so grateful and blessed and just like lucky. I'm like holding on to it because you never know when it's going to go away or if things are going to change. But right now we're in a good place. Yeah. And your community is so strong. Okay. But correct me if I'm wrong, but you went viral for your Brammies, not even for the blue light glasses. So I feel like that entire experience like really changed even the strategy of like your products and everything, right? Yeah. And definitely need to hit on this. So as I mentioned in the beginning, like the one thing that really inspired me to start Classy Network was not so much the eyewear perspective. It was more of like the fashion perspective. You know, like I really wanted to take this problem and solve it in a fashionable way. And that's always been what has been on my heart is I want to make a fashion brand. But as we were growing Classy Network, because we did start with blue light glasses, we were very quickly becoming an eyewear company. It was messing with me inside because I am like, okay, yes, I love eyewear. I love designing eyewear, but I don't want to just become an eyewear brand because that's not my passion. You know, my passion is fashion. And how can I figure out a way to pivot this because this isn't feeling good for me. And so with that, Brammies was honestly that one true product that I could see myself going all in on and love and see all the different growth opportunities with. And so just to explain to your audience what a Brammy is. So basically, it is a top that has a built-in bra on it. It has pads built in, so you don't have to wear a bra. And I really wanted it to be stylish because all of the Brammies on the market either don't have pads. They're kind of just like a double-lined material shirt. Right. It's just like a bralette or like a thick like cami. It's not actually a brammy. But like it doesn't give you that extra shape or something that I was really looking for. Or we have like the other side, which is yes, it does have that support in the pads, but then it's just like an athletic top. Yeah, it's it's like a sports bra. Right. So I was like, why doesn't this exist? And I was super passionate about that. And so when I did make the content, I decided to go all in on the brammies and just explain the concept behind it. And then that is really what helped us go viral too. Yeah. And then now that's like way more what you're known for. Like I remember you telling me that you had to redesign your website to like be like Brammy's first, eyewear second instead of the other way around and everything. And the demand is insane. Like every post I see, people are like, when is this restocking? When are you getting this size back? When when can you do this color? I know. And it's funny because I never realized this being on the other side. Like I I didn't realize when I was looking at influencers, like people will ask the same questions over and over and over. And you just have to like keep repeating yourself and you just feel crazy. And I'm over here like, oh, if someone asks me about a long sleeve again, I'm going (laughs) to out. (laughs) But really, can we get a long sleeve? Hello? Yes, it's coming. (laughs) I mean, it's about to be summer in Texas. So like no rush. We can wait a few months. But like. I know. I missed winter. I missed the opportunity. But next winter, we will be prepared. We'll be ready. And I know you said you wanted to hear like some data or like some numbers on like how that looks. So um, to put it into perspective, before I did TikTok, we were doing about 1,500 orders a month on average, 1,500 orders, doing really well. We were still at a seven-figure business. But after 
I went viral on TikTok and I've been consistent. Now we're hitting over 4,000 orders a month. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's amazing. And your launches will like sell out like that day. Some of them have, yes. And we're trying to get better at that, like ordering more inventory, being more prepared and kind of gauging as we go. And the biggest thing is that we're not spending nearly as much in marketing. So before we were also spending a lot in paid traffic, running Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Now majority of it is all organic. Like I think I think we went from spending over 50,000 a month in paid traffic to less than I think 15,000 a month in paid traffic. Now growing more because of the organic reach and just making good content that people actually want to see. And now if I make a good TikTok video or Instagram real video, and I know it does good on its own, now we put paid traffic behind it a little bit and you don't have to spend as much because it's going extra far because you know, the content is really good and people want to see that. Right. Oh my God. Okay. I have so many questions. I want to like go back to TikTok and real strategy towards the end, but let's focus in on e-commerce for a second because I know myself and probably a lot of other people think e-commerce is super intriguing and maybe they're curious about going that route themselves. So we talked a little bit about how you like decided to do blue light glasses and how you were like almost first to market with like stylish blue light glasses. But how does someone know if they have a winning product idea? Like what is the basic criteria? So a couple things that I can just say right off the top of my head. The first thing that you really want to do is like test, right? Test your product by talking to people about it. Don't just like keep this in your head, keep this idea to yourself because so many people hold on to it until they're ready to launch it. But don't like ask your friends, post on social media, ask people if they would like to see this type of product. That is the first piece of advice that I want to say with a winning product because at the end of the day, every product in every scenario is going to be different. But some really good tangible things that your audience can take from this, I would say is number one is making sure that the product you can sell it for three times the cost at least because some people will get a product that just costs way too much and then they're not able to make any money off of it at the end of the day. So it's really important to make sure that you can buy it and then sell it for three times that amount because you're going to need that space in there for marketing, for shipping costs, for all of the things. And it's really good to have at least that. And if you could do five times, then that's even better. Another thing I would say is definitely, as so many people don't think about this one, is make sure your product weighs less than a pound. I've had a lot of people who want to do like subscription boxes and then, you know, think about a subscription box like that can get really heavy if you're putting a lot of things in there and shipping is expensive the more that the product weighs. So if you can keep it less than a pound, then you're in the clear because your shipping cost is going to be like less than $5 and customers, you can either cover that or your customers are willing to pay something like that. You know, nowadays with Amazon, people want free shipping. I know paying for shipping feels like such a big deal nowadays. <laughs> it is. So you definitely have to think of that going into your strategy strategy. And as like this e-commerce world grows, it's going to be harder and harder to get customers to pay for shipping. That is definitely not something that I would immediately think about. Like, oh, is my product light? Because so much stuff isn't. Like if you wanted to sell coffee mugs or like crystals or like anything like that, like it's going to be heavy. Okay. Exactly. For sure. Another one that I would say is, does your product solve a problem? Or is your return customer rate really high? Those are like two things that you really want to think of. If you can have both of those things, 
then that's a really good winning product. You know, for us, blue light glasses, for example, those definitely solve a problem. However, the return customer rate isn't as high because how often are people buying blue light glasses? Maybe like two times a year, maybe a little more. I have like eight pairs and I, I've kind of cut myself off. Like you guys always come out with such cute styles. So I have I have I have a pair right here, but I they don't break. They don't like I don't really lose them. So I don't need to like constantly buy new ones. Exactly. So that's something that we've seen. However, with fashion or with clothing, people will buy the next top, the next style, the next color, because that's something you're wearing every single day. You need to switch up your wardrobe. You can wear the same glasses every day, but like you can't wear the same shirt every day. Yeah. So really looking at how often your customer will be coming back, because that will be huge for your revenue. If you can have that same person, they already know about you. They're already a customer. They're already a fan. They love you. How much can you get out of that one customer, right? Versus just one and done. So those are some other things I would definitely consider. That is just like such, such good advice. And what do you feel like is most important when it comes to like establishing yourself as a brand? Is it your visual identity? Is it getting really clear on your ideal customer? Like what is kind of the must have homework that you should do before you launch? Definitely getting to know your ideal customer. That's everything. You know, I think it's always best when the owner of the brand, the visionary is their ideal customer. You know, that's how I've seen it to be for me. Like I know how to relate to our customers because my customers are just like me. And so it's so easy for me to talk to them, to know what they're looking for, you know, what quotes to post on our feed. Like the quotes that we post, they do so well because people are like, yes, I love that double tap. So I think definitely knowing who your ideal customer is, is really important as far as branding and stuff goes. I think the name, the color palette, the aesthetic, like all of that is great. But I think a lot of the times people focus way too much on those things. Whereas the other things about how you're actually going to connect with your customer is a lot more important. So going back to knowing what your customer wants to see also helps you with your content on how to connect with them, what Instagram reels and TikTok videos to make that's going to speak to them and things like that as well. So really knowing your customer is everything. Right. Like having really great visuals is important and that might be the thing that initially catches someone's attention but like having that connection and that deep understanding of your customer is what's going to like keep people around and actually grow community and grow loyalty and all that stuff yeah and just like a lot of the times I see so many even influencers and things like that who care a lot about the aesthetic which is so good but for me I've kind of thrown that out the window when it comes to my personal content and I've just replaced that with relatability and like how I can relate to them and problems or things that are really going to make them feel something. And I've seen results go through the roof, you know, just when you just drop that and you just be more real or bring out some type of emotion in people when you're creating content. Like still have good lighting, still like clean off your camera before you record, but like you don't need to have crazy high production value or like super cool editing or any like people want real and they want authentic and they want something that they can connect to and I think that's something that you do so well is like you're relatable and you never feel super far away from your customer like your customers are always cheering you on in your comments your customers are always like loving on you because they feel like you're accessible you know well thank you I think that's definitely really important for 
e-commerce brand owners to also consider is like you being the attractive character behind the brand, the face of the company to actually be yourself and like let them in, show them the behind the scenes and really just, you know, answer their questions and just be transparent, be open, because I feel like that creates such a stronger relationship and that's going to make your customers want to buy more from you and order more from you at one time. Right. They don't just like the product. They also want to actually support you as a person too. Yeah. Letting them in on showing like my parents working for me, showing like behind the scenes of that stuff, like people love it. And I honestly never thought that that would be something people hold on to, but they really do. Yeah. Like your video recently when your dad got all excited about your new like barcode system, I died. Like that was the best thing. And it's so true. Like we're behind the scenes over here. Like, yes, I literally have a printed barcode somewhere that my dad's like, we need to frame this. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. I love it. And that's such a good example of just keeping it real and like not putting so much pressure on having everything perfect. Like Real and done is better than perfect. So I've seen Classy Network and you grow so much. And I feel like one of the hardest parts of like scaling any business, whether it's like an online business, a service-based business, an e-com business, is like you go from starting it and being the one woman show or being the person, like the jack of all trades. And I feel like one of the hardest parts of scaling is adapting your own role from that to being like a CEO, a boss, a leader. So like, how do you feel like your role has changed since the beginning? And like, what has been hard about that? Oh my gosh, this is such a great question. And for me specifically, like I struggled with this a lot. I was addicted to starting businesses, like being in that startup phase. I feel like I loved that. Just like, you know, I can do it all. I can start it. And then look what happens. Wow. I'm getting all this traction. Like I love that beginning phase. And I actually remember I was at this event and I went up and I asked a question about just like scaling a company. And I remember the mentor who was on stage was like, you're addicted to starting businesses. And if you ever want to be a multi-million dollar company, you have to let go and you have to get good at becoming a leader and hiring people because otherwise you will never grow because if you are in that phase you will always be doing everything and you have all of that control but you can't get past a certain limit right so that was definitely something I struggled with and as we started to see Classy Network grow now I am so much in my zone of genius of literally just spending all of my time either creating content why did I say creating so weird? Creating <laughs> creating content or designing our products. That's literally all I do now, which is incredible. And it truly is all about finding the right people, people that you can trust and delegating by giving them a clear, structured process. And that is honestly the one thing that I wanted, I just would kind of avoid and like steer away from because it is a lot of work to build out an SOP, you know, a procedure that has all of the steps. And so I was avoiding that. Jacob and I together, we were both like, oh, and that's why we didn't grow. So the time, once we actually finally built that out and we were able to find the right people, magic. How many people are on your team now? Right now we are still less than 10. I think we're at seven almost eight, like we're really in the process of hiring right now, a couple more people. So we're really excited. Majority of those people are family, which is crazy. But honestly, it's been so good because we trust them so much. They care so much, like just as much as we do. And it's just been a dream come true to build this brand with our family members because we're all putting in the work and seeing it pay off. It's just amazing. So I feel like this kind of 
relates to the scaling thing because it's so mental, like letting go of control, trusting people. And we always include some mindset talk on this show. So what would you say is like one recurring or like big mindset block or limiting belief that you found yourself having to face? And like once you process it, you always are able to like go to the next level. Hmm. I don't know. Nothing really like sticks out in my head on this one, but I would definitely say, especially if you take me back, I think it's because I've done a lot of personal growth to the point where I feel now where I'm not thinking about it as much. But I remember when I was really facing those growing pains of truly just like trusting myself because so many times we're looking for the answers in other people. I remember I was always looking for like a mentor or a consultant or an agency to like tell me what to do. And I was always putting like my entire business in other people's hands to try to like drive the ship. And that was because I was a beginner and it was my first time running an e-commerce brand. But once I fully trusted myself and said like, I know what's best for my company and I really believed in myself, that's when I saw everything change. So I think that for new entrepreneurs, even if you're, if you're a beginner, that's okay. Like you're doing this for a reason. You need to trust yourself and trust that you know what's best for your company and nobody else is going to tell you what's the right thing to do. Yeah. So getting over that like self-doubt, that maybe imposter syndrome and trusting yourself. And even if you do have have guidance like I think I think e-commerce might be a little bit different than like being an online coach or something like that who's a lot of people listening to this but like having that faith that like your vision is within you for a reason and like you wouldn't be having these dreams if they weren't possible or if they weren't like meant for you exactly and just like knowing that okay these other people can do it I can do it too and really just putting that faith in yourself and just going for it even if it's a little scary like you know you can do it start doing the thing because I feel like there's entrepreneurs always have this thing that they're thinking about in their head that they know they need to do but they're not doing because they're scared and you just need to do it yeah I always have clients who are like do you have any advice on like this or like, how can I make this easier? Like what's the best way to approach this? And it's like, okay, here's the strategy, but like ultimately you just have to do it. Like they always want to know how can I get better at this thing? Practice. It's always practice. And it's always like action is what's going to create clarity. Not like, oh, I need to figure out exactly how to do it and then do it. Like, no, you need to start doing it and you'll figure it out along the way. That's exactly what I mean, because I feel like we're always looking to our mentors on tell us the exact how, but it's going to be a little bit different for every entrepreneur. You need to start taking the action to get the clarity on what is that piece of content that works for my audience? You know, what is the product that I need to go all in on? You need to start moving for us to like see. And I feel like that's honestly what held me paralyzed for so long was just like, help someone do it for me. Oh no, you have to do it yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's so helpful to have a framework or like a general, like this typically does well, but at the end of the day, like you have to like roll up your sleeves and just get to work and like take feedback, adjust, readjust and keep, keep moving. moving. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's switch back to talking a little bit more about viral growth because I think that is something that people are so excited to hear about because for a lot of people, even though TikTok has been around for a long time and now Instagram Reels has been around for like over six months at this point, it still is feeling new to people, especially in terms of using it to grow their business. Like a lot of people are now watching both platforms for entertainment, but translating like, oh, this is really fun to watch and like spend time on to using it to grow your business. I think feel there's a disconnect there. So we already talked about kind of how you got started 
and when you decided to double down, but how do you decide or how do you predict or choose what content to create because you think it's going to go viral? Like, what do you look for? First, I want to definitely say, because you mentioned how it seems like TikTok's been around for a while now. I remember because I started in September 2020. And I remember at that time, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm already too late because so many people have already blown up. And I was like, it's not going to work for me. So I will definitely say it's not too late to start now. I see a new business blow up every day on TikTok. Like, I think I'm on the small business side of TikTok, so I see it more. But like... I see a new business every day. Yeah. So don't ever think it's too late for you. I actually just recently spoke to someone who's like a YouTuber and she, you know, YouTube has been around forever. She was mentioning how, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to even get on YouTube. So that is the first thing you need to throw out the window. But as far as viral content, what I personally do, I really love to stick with the trends because that inspires me and it's so easy for me to see a trend and then something clicks in my head for me to be like, oh my gosh, I could do it this way for my business. I always think of how can I relate a trend to my business and what I'm selling, but in a way that's entertaining, not like, okay, I'm selling this product. You know, it's more of like, this is what people are used to seeing. And that's really what I see do well is because people are used to seeing the trends on TikTok and even Instagram Reels, whether it's a dance trend, an audio that's trending, just taking that and figuring out how I can speak to my audience and kind of bring my product to light. That is definitely how I focus on what types of content to make. I think that is absolutely the key because whenever I watch your content it never feels like an ad like it just feels like I don't I don't know how to explain it it just feels like either you're storytelling or you're sharing something that like you're just so excited that you made or like sharing a solution to someone's problem it's never like here's my thing and why you should buy it it's always more entertaining or more educating or more inspiring than that versus just like an ad so I love that I mean it always goes back to the value the three types of value, the entertainment, inspiration, or education. I'm always trying to do that in some way. I feel like for me, my favorite, and I feel like, I don't know, I was going to say the ones that go the most viral might be the entertaining ones. But honestly, that's not true because the education ones also have gone very viral. I feel like the ones where you're like, I why you created the Brammy and like the, the like origin story, I always see blowing up. And it's the same story every time, just like repackaged. I know. And it's crazy because I feel like everyone has heard me say it. But then every time I re-explain the story, it goes viral again. And so it's like a missed opportunity if you're not repeating yourself, you know, to explain it and to get in front of more people. But yeah, definitely me, like the five reasons why I create Brammies. That one, I think, got 12 million views on TikTok which is insane. So yeah, education. And for me, I guess that's that education side, you know, I'm educating people on why I designed this product and why it could be great for you to wear and want to buy as well. Yeah, but it's like, it's story, you make it fun. It's very like, especially TikToks and Reels, like it has to move fast, right? Like you have to keep people's attention. So you keep it really tight and people love it. And like I said, you have been repackaging like the same story obviously your story doesn't change so you just repackage it and like it still is successful over and over again which is amazing and one of my favorite parts about creating tiktoks and reels and why like sometimes i get kind of like frustrated with people are like i just don't know what to talk about i don't know what to do is that you literally are just repurposing what other people are doing and what you already see working like the whole point of both platforms is like following a trend 
right? So you're just like, oh, this is blowing up in this industry or with this topic. How can I make it like apply to my business or my niche or like my ideal client, my ideal customer? And like, you don't have to make it complicated. You don't have to come up with anything original. I think a lot of people think that like they need to make the trend and that's just not the case. Like, do not recommend. I'm all about just like putting out as much content as you can and just testing to see what works and not overthinking it. You know, just like I think today I did a video. It's just like an idea came to me. It was a trend I saw. I made it and it took me less than 10 minutes to kind of put together. And then I posted it, you know, and that's really great to just go ahead and do that. I think a lot of us feel scared to just put out content like that because it's just like you overthink it. You always look at it and you're like, "Are, are we sure? Should I do that? Could I do this better? But just put it out and test it, especially like on TikTok, the more content, the better. They love to see you posting even multiple times a day I've seen. It doesn't penalize you for sure. That's good to know. And I think it's also important to note that like both TikTok and Instagram reels don't behave like other content where like it has to do well within the first 10 minutes or it has to do well within the first 24 hours. Like the content has such a longer life cycle. And I've seen my stuff like I'm admittedly not on TikTok very much, but like my Instagram reels will spike after like a week or even two weeks of being out. So I think people put so much pressure like, oh, this has to immediately like take off or it's a flop. And that's just not true. You never know when your content's going to take off. I would definitely say the pattern I've seen on Instagram reels specifically is what it does. It shows like my most loyal audience, I think the day I post it. And so it gets some type of traction, but then it hits the explore page a week later. It is so weird. It'll be like, okay, I have like 50,000 views. And then a week later it starts growing a hundred, 200, 300, and it starts climbing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So definitely don't delete your videos, let them play out fully. And then for TikTok, I've seen It's crazy because usually I have that mindset on TikTok where like I'll know when it's going to go viral within the first 24 hours, 48 hours. But I have also seen I've had videos that I posted two weeks ago all of a sudden get traction. So you truly never know. And it does sometimes take time for the algorithm to pick it up. I totally agree. And I've noticed the same thing. So, okay, this is almost a selfish FAQ, but I've also had it from a lot of my clients. How do you approach posting content on both? Because like Instagram is basically my core hub of all of my content. So like I post a new Instagram reel most days of the week. Like I'm on reels all the time, but I'm like, these exist. I should also post them on TikTok. So I know you post both. How do you approach that? And like, what do you see as the differences people need to keep in mind if they're posting to both? The first one that's like obvious that comes to mind is TikTok. You can post up to a minute. Instagram, you only have 30 seconds. So for me now, every time I'm making my video, I'm like, it has to be 30 seconds because I'm knowing going into it. Like if it's over 30 seconds, then I can't repurpose it. And it's like, you know, a missed opportunity. So I, you know, I used to be able to post longer, but honestly, the shorter, the better, because then people kind of loop around to it anyway. So I always try to keep it under 30 seconds. And then also they've been saying now with repurposing, seeing your content from TikTok to Instagram, it might have a watermark on it or have like the TikTok logo. And they're saying that if it has that, then your video is not going to get exposed to as many people. So what I've done, Instagram straight up put out like a statement, which is I, I mean, I don't know if I was like on the early end of it. But I remember that like, I forgot to take the logo off before and then that video ended up still going viral. And I was like, wait, Instagram, you're lying to me. But they might have 
became more serious like since then. But now what I do to avoid that is I screen record my TikTok like right before I'm about to post it. I'll just like open it up. It has the text on it, everything. I will screen record it with the audio and everything. And then I'll just go straight to Instagram. I have to reformat it a little bit. So I will go into InShot and just like zoom in a little because when you screen record, it like makes it a weird size. Do you know you can also use a third party website? Yeah, there's a, an app called uh, Save Talk that I have too. And I also use that. But honestly, sometimes the audio lags just by like one second which is so annoying that's so annoying it bothers me and so if I screen record it that's like the one that I've preferred the most because the audio doesn't lag and so yeah that's why I I prefer doing it that way but the other way is still good too especially if you're not like moving your mouth to anything it's a lot easier but yeah I do resize it on InShot and then I'll post it on Instagram Reels so that's that so obviously Instagram reels you can have like a whole caption right like the same way you can for an Instagram post TikTok you only have like a couple lines right so how do you get people I guess to take action from a TikTok versus how you couldn't do it on Instagram so I have to write and I always do I always write on top of my videos so even if it's a dance trend like I am still putting the captions in the video versus in the caption because you only have like so many letters that you can actually fit in the caption and I've noticed too like the more I write in the caption at the bottom, it's like, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I try to keep it as small as possible because then those words take up your video too. So I try to keep all of the information on the video itself. And I honestly keep it that way on Instagram as well, because it is really rare, especially if it hits on the explore page that someone actually reads the full caption. So keep it on the video, make all the important information in the value seen on the video, because it's rare for them to actually click that caption unless they're your loyal followers. So I definitely keep that in mind. And then like any call to actions or like go to link in bio to shop, join the waitlist at the link in my bio. I also will put that at the very end of my video on the text on the video. And then as far as like what captions to post on TikTok, I like to try to think of something that will make people want to watch it all the way through. Like wait till the end to see this, you know, or like tip number three is the best or like whatever. Yes. I've done that before too. So I think Anything like that is a really good strategy, but you truly just got to test and see what really works for everyone. Some people don't even use hashtags, but I definitely recommend using hashtags. I have done it since the very beginning. And definitely on Instagram, you have the opportunity to use so many more hashtags and I use as many as I can think of, but I do physically like think of them myself every time. I don't have a bank of hashtags that I refer to. I really make it relate to the video that I'm talking about. Like, whether it's a dance trend or, you know, education, fashion tips, whatever it may be, I write those hashtags when I'm writing the caption. And I feel like that definitely has helped because my videos have done really well. So there's never been a video that I haven't done that. Yeah. And Instagram too, like uses hashtags as well to like identify what's even in the video. So it, it's going to help it get served to like more relevant people as well. So that makes total sense. Okay, got it. What do you see as like, what is one mistake that like a lot of people make that might cause their video to either like flop or it just doesn't take off the way that they want it to? Getting to the point, like, like, (laughs) like be fast, you know, hooking them right away. I've seen a lot of people who have really great content, but you don't get to that good content until like 10 seconds in. And it's important to put that at the very beginning. And also like using the voiceover feature, you know, how can you make it? 
more engaging in any way possible. So like a lot of the times, instead of me just talking to the camera, I will physically act things out, hold up my Brammies, you know, physically just like act it out and then voice over by talking about it. So that way I'm not just educating them or talking to them, but I'm also showing them and like showing the features and illustrating it. Or like doing a cool like outfit transition or something that's just like more engaging. Right. Always how can you make it even more engaging? So yeah, I think every time I do a dance trend I'm always changing my clothes like at the same time which most people will just do a dance trend but like I've seen you know why not also make your clothes change because it makes people like whoa and they watch it again yeah it makes it so much more fun to watch okay that makes total sense I totally agree I can't stand when someone's like here are three ways to do this and then they talk for like 10 more seconds before they get into way number one and you only have 30 seconds on reels. So like you have to know the format of the content you're creating. Like the shorter form the content is, the shorter people's attention spans are. Like if someone puts on a podcast like this, they're buckled in for an hour. Like they know that they're in long form conversation. If someone's on TikTok, they want like tiny little bite-sized moments of entertainment. And like you have to hook them in right away. Yeah, I always say like to friends who are trying to get on TikTok or Instagram, always rewatch your video and just ask yourself like, what's fluff? Like, what can I take out? How can I make it faster? And I'll do that myself. Like I'll find myself repeating myself almost like in a different way. And I'm like, wait, I literally just said that. Cut that out and get to the next point. Because honestly, it just makes the video move faster for people to actually stay. That goes for any content too. Like your Instagram captions, your YouTube videos, like repetitive stuff is just people just lose focus. So that's a great tip. Okay. Amazing. I want to wrap this up. I can't believe we've already been talking for like 45 minutes, but what would be your advice for someone who has that big dream and maybe they've been putting in the work, but they haven't had their breakthrough moment yet. They haven't hit their viral moment. They haven't hit major milestones and they feel like they're putting in so much effort and they're not seeing the return yet. What's your advice for that person? My advice is to not give up and to look at what you're doing and use kind of what you've been putting out there as your data and figure out how you can switch it up. You know, don't repeat the same thing over and over. Switch it up. See what can you do in a different way? How can you try something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone or, you know, speaking to the camera, maybe, you know, switching up your content and really just testing to see what is going to work for you because it is 100% possible for every single person to have their viral moment. It's just a matter of commitment, testing and seeing what people actually respond to but don't give up. Keep going and just keep trying new things. Yeah. And Natalie said also before we started recording, she's noticed that once you go viral once, it's like so much easier for it to happen again and again and again because the platforms have like identified as like this person is great and we want to promote them. That's just anecdotal, but I think that's really cool of like, it just needs to happen one time and then you create a lot more momentum. So And not even necessarily saying the algorithm does that, but maybe you have that one viral moment and then you get it. Then it kind of clicks to you as the creator, like, oh, this is what people want to see from me. And so that's what you continue to do and keep kind of playing around with. And honestly, it's totally okay because I still have videos that don't do as good as others. Like it's still okay to keep trying. You know, once you've hit a certain point and you're like, okay, this is always what's worked. Because for me, I felt that pressure. I'm like, okay, well, how do I keep talking about the one thing that's worked over and over again? I'm, I'm like freaking out. I don't know how else to re-say this. And so you have to get to a point where you're comfortable with 
okay, you know what, at the end of the day, I got to try something new. I got to see if my audience likes this or likes that. And if it doesn't get that much engagement, that's totally fine. It's all feedback. Yeah, it's all feedback. And that doesn't mean even if it didn't do that good, that doesn't mean it's not going to do good next time. It's all about putting out consistent content. So, you know, I'll do like fashion trends and things like that. And they don't always take off, but sometimes they do better than others. And you just have to put out another video the next day. You know what I mean? So it's like, you don't get hung up on that one video that didn't do that good. You just keep it there and then you post another one tomorrow and then another one the next day. And then it all just kind of comes together. Yes. Keep moving. I love it. Okay. I feel like you have dropped so much knowledge. And before we go, the last question that we ask every guest, because this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast, we ask everyone, what is one thing that you're currently grinding for and working really hard for? And what is one thing that you are hugely grateful for right now? I love it. Okay. One thing that I'm grinding for is definitely these designs. I have been working my booty off trying to get more Brammy designs in the company that are approved, but that are magical. Definitely has put in so much work to it. And I really can't wait to see all of the new products that are going to come to life. So we're definitely grinding for that, hoping to have a summer collection, which would be like our first true collection. So I'm crossing my fingers and hoping we can get it done in time because we're kind of like behind. So I'm trying to get ahead. So that's what I've been grinding for. Grateful for, I would definitely say the Classy Network team and our family who have just given us so much of their love, their attention, their hard work, and allowed us to continue to grow more and and get things off of our plate so we can kind of focus on what we're good at and what's really going to move the brand. I feel just so grateful for them every single day that I feel like I always need to do more. I'm like, how can I do them more? Because I it truly means the world. I absolutely have loved watching you grow and like hit all of these amazing milestones. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story with our listeners. And tell us where we can find you, where we can study all of your amazing content, where we can buy Brammies, like pimp yourself out. You can find me personally on TikTok or Instagram at it's Natalie Rogers. You can find Classy Network at Classy Network and Classies with a K. And same for our websites, classynetwork.com or classyshop.com. Both of them work. Perfect. Love it. Thank you so much, Nat. I have loved having you on the show again, and I will see you soon. Yay. Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with me today. I hope you loved this episode. And if you did, please take a moment to share it with someone or pop the screenshot up on your Instagram story and tag me. I especially love when you guys share a little on why you enjoyed the episode so that I can keep making more content that you want to hear. Last but not least, don't forget to hit subscribe and I will see you again next week. Until then, grind and be grateful, my friend.